Yo, 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 what's going on, man? Top of the morning, top of the morning. This is Cash It with Chris, the NBA betting show slash podcast. Today's December the 2nd, 2022. And uh, as always, man, we got a lot, a lot to talk about. We got a big, big card for today. Uh, nothing official for me yesterday. Uh, uh, personal play, I did take Detroit plus the eight yesterday. Uh, and that cashed. Uh, tweeted about it right before the game started. Made the video for you guys. Hopefully, people had a chance to check that video out as well. Um, and uh, let's get into it, man. We got a lot of games on the board today. Uh, I'm excited, man. It's Friday. It's payday. I tweeted it out earlier. It's payday, but from the bookies, man. It's uh, it's time to get that other paycheck, man. That paycheck from the bookies. So uh, let's get into the card for today. We got, uh, like I said, we got a lot of games to get into. I'm going to try to go through um, at least, uh, you know, four or five of them before we get started. And as always, man, hit the like button for me if you guys can, especially if you guys are enjoying the content. I see my regulars here on the on an everyday basis. I appreciate you guys. What up, Anthony? Uh, I think that's uh, is that correct? Single Singletary. I'm gonna call you Singletary. Uh, Juju, uh, KC. Always appreciate you guys for sure, man. But let's get into it, man. Let's get into uh, let's get into the slate for today. So <clears throat> it's a lot to like on the board, man. I'm not gonna lie. I done, I done fired off a couple plays already. Uh, and I'm interested to talk to you guys about them. I don't have a banner for all the games this morning. When I capped these games, I started looking at these games yesterday, uh, midday, when uh, lines weren't even available. All the totals weren't even available yet. Uh, some of the size wasn't even available. They didn't ha have spreads out. So I don't have all the banners for, for the games because I didn't go back. I was just kind of, you know, kind of continuing to go through. So uh, let's go to uh, let's go to this Wizards game first. So Wizards and the Hornets, when this one opened, it was actually uh, Wizards. The Wizards were uh, laying two and a half at home, and uh, since then, I think this line has shifted a bit. Let me see. I do got a banner. I got a banner for this one. Since since the line came out at two and a half, uh, let's see. It shifted now to it shifted to three and a half. So the Wizards are three and a half point favorites. On uh, I'm sorry, three three and a half point favorites on the road. Totals kind of stayed the same around two twenty one. Interesting total. I think the game probably goes over. Uh, Looking at this game, and I don't have a lot on this game. Um, Wizards three and seven straight up on straight up and on the road, three, five, and two ATS in their last 10. The Wizards do have a big game on deck on Sunday. They get the Lakers. Uh, the Lakers are starting a, a West Coast road trip. They get the Bucks today. So um, Charlotte, just six and fifteen straight up and three and six uh at home, five, four, and one ATS uh last 10. This game starts a three-game homestand for them. They play on the second night of a back-to-back, -back, and they host the Milwaukee Bucks tomorrow. Charlotte coming off a 35-point loss uh, in Boston on Monday. I would look for them to come out with something in this one. You look at the head-to-head, -head, the Wizards also aren't good in Charlotte. They're just 2-8 and eight, uh, ATS in their last 10, and just 2-7 and seven in their last nine, uh, no matter the site. So the 2-8 and eight is specifically uh, you know, in respect to playing in Charlotte. But just two and seven, no matter where they are. So Charlotte typically gets up for the Wizards games for some reason, man. The last three meetings have all gone under the total um, by eight. <clears throat> and the last one was uh, by nine points as well. Terry Rozier, I think, is playing in this one. That that should, uh, that should you know, of course, help uh, the Hornets in that regard. And Dennis Smith Jr. is also listed as questionable as well. Um, the Boston Celtics are rolling. I'm not looking to bet against them, but we do know a big part of that uh, is that Charlotte doesn't play any defense, whether they have Rozier and Denny Smith Jr. anyway. But when you take away those two guys, along with LaMelo, who, who isn't playing, and Gordon Hayward, 
um, they really not just not able to score. So I think that's more uh, of a reason why they lost by 35. So nothing official for me in this game, but I I, I think the Hornets could keep it close, man. I do think they could keep it close, uh, potentially win this game outright. The Wizards coming off the loss in Brooklyn, uh, they've they played well on the road, but they've also gave given up a lot of points. So uh, if I had a free play in this one, I think I'd probably take the Hornets at the crib, but I'm not betting on the Hornets right now. Uh, Magic and the Cavs, though, I do want to talk about this game. So Magic and the Cavs, uh, I got official play on this one, too. Actually thinking about launching launching another, uh, sending off another play in this one as well. Uh, so Magic and the Cavs. Orlando um, coming to this game. They're 5-17 and 17 on the season, just 1-9 and nine on the road, too, straight up. They're 2-8 and eight, uh, last 10 and 4-6 and six ATS last 10, 3-6-1 and one on the road this season against the spread. Uh, this is the front end of a back-to-back as well. It's a road, road back-to-back for them. They've lost six games in a row and only covered two of their last six. They play in Toronto tomorrow, I want to say. Cleveland on the opposite side. I was wrong on Cleveland the other day. Them being at home, uh, you know, shorthanded, no Kevin Love. They did get Karis LeVert back but didn't have Jared Allen. Only could look towards Cleveland in this game. Cleveland's 9-1 and one straight up at home, 8-1-1 and one against the spread at home, which is the best home ATS record. They're also 4-4-2 four, four, and two in their last 10, but coming off a very impressive win against, uh, you know, a, a 76ers team that finally looked like the depleted versions of themselves that they are, uh, that I, like I said, I didn't get that game right. The Cavs play again on Sunday in New York versus the Knicks. In this game, Jared Allen has already been ruled out. Kevin Love is uh, listed as doubtful. <clears throat> Lamar Stevens is listed as questionable. On the opposite side, uh, you know, the, the, a big part of the Magic struggles, not that they were supposed to be be good, but I don't think we predicted them. We predicted them to be better than I predicted them to be better than five and 17 to start the season through 22 games. Uh, you got Chumo Kiki, uh, Jalen Suggs, Mo Bamba and Gary Harris all listed as out in this game. So uh, Wendell Carter Jr. was already listed as out and Mo Bamba is the only one I think that's listed as questionable. So you got Bobo out there. Uh, you got. um uh Paulo, of course but a lot of these guys are out what i played last night or yesterday as soon as soon as the market became available and it's it's a it's a tad bit even more juice now uh hopped on darius garland assist man i talked about it in uh the today's friday in the wednesday evening uh crispy cap and nba show darius garland assists i talked about trey young assists against the same orlando team uh in orlando on wednesday and trey young cast at halftime so Hopped on Darius Garland assist. His assist line was at eight and a half. I would play Gar- Darius Garland assist up to ten. Um, he didn't play in the game that these two teams played against earlier this earlier this season because he was injured. That's when he had got poked in his eye. But if you look at this Orlando team, they allowed twenty five assists in that game. Eight of those assists were to Donovan Mitchell, who's not a better passer than Darius Garland. They allowed six to Karis LeVert. Um, over the last five games, Orlando is allowed in the fourth most assists. And uh, like I said, we just cashed on Trey Young nine and a half on Wednesday in the first half alone. So I took Darius Garland eight and a half assists. I got it at minus 128. Uh, I think the line is shot up to like minus 135, minus 140. Uh, If it becomes unplayable, I say just take him at at over nine and a half assists. Just take him at 10. I think it's like plus 115. I would also, uh, you know, endorse that play as well. And looking at Darius Garland, before I move on, looking at Darius Garland, Home versus road splits. He's averaged one uh, one more assist at home, 8.7, than he does on the road, 7.7. He also has at least nine assists, nine assists in his last three home games. 
Uh, he's also averaging 10 and a half assists on 14 and a half potential assists over his last five games. So um, love Garland in his spot tonight. Also uh, looking at Donovan Mitchell uh, threes. I think they're at uh, uh, three and a half for plus money. Um, yeah, that, that that's a really, really good look. We know um, Orlando specifically struggles against guards. We've seen it time and time again. Uh, big game by Anthony Edwards recently. Uh, big game by Trey Young the other day as well. I think, uh, you know, Donovan Mitchell and Darius Garland can get whatever it is that they want. Looking at Donovan Mitchell, he's shooting over 10 threes over the last five games at home, hitting at a, you know, over a five, uh, hitting over five of those threes at home as well. So uh, I don't see any defensive resistance from this Orlando team. And I would look at Darius Garland threes over three and a half as well. And finally, I think the Cavs just clean, clean these boys up tonight. Uh, the seven one and one ATS uh, at home this season. The spread opened at nine and a half. It it, it quickly went to ten. Uh, last four games as a home favorite, they've won those games by double digits. The Cleveland Cavaliers, that is, uh, with the smallest victory being twelve points against the Atlanta Hawks. So this team is one of those teams that can cover the double digit spreads. Looking at them as a home favorite, they're only giving up about hundred and three points per game. We know Orlando is extremely shorthanded. And on the road, they're only averaging 103 points per game. So I think the Cavs could score 115, and I think Orlando probably stays around that 103, 102, maybe 100 range. So I spent way too long on that game, but I do have some plays that I really, really like in that one, man. So, yeah, let me see what y'all see in the chat, and I'm going to get right back to it because we got a lot of games, man. Um, what up, what up, what up, uh, Andrew, Joshua, CB? Appreciate you guys for being here. CJ, uh, Courtney, my guy, hustle hard. What up, bro? uh brian good morning um let's see top of the morning because yeah what's up lj appreciate you my brother all right so moving along let's talk about this nuggets in the hawks game because i am interested in this game i'm a lot i'm really really interested in this game um and we have some let me just make sure i'm not missing anything uh da, 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 da. let's see so Nuggets and the Hawks, this one actually opened yesterday with the, you guys see it on the screen, um, the Atlanta Hawks were laying two points, and now this line has flipped, right? So looking at it now, it's not Nuggets, let's see, right here, I, I actually got Nuggets plus, uh, Nuggets plus the one and a half. The Nuggets are now actually uh, one and a half point. Yeah, one and a half point favorites. And I agree. I absolutely agree. Um, you look at the you look at the injuries in this one, and I hope people are paying attention to the injury report. Um Atlanta, not 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 they just don't they they don't have everybody right now. So uh DeAndre Hunter already got ruled out. Clint Capella is listed as questionable. Uh Jalen Johnson's also listed as questionable. One of the holiday brothers uh has COVID. Bogdanovich can make his return today. And then you got John Collins, who is also listed as out in this game. He's going to miss, I think, two weeks, I think. Uh, Jamal Murray's probably going to play. Michael Porter Jr. is out. And Bones Holland is listed as questionable. For me, looking at Nuggets games, I kind of want to get in and get out. So Nuggets, they come in 14-7 and seven straight up, 8-5 and five straight up on the road. They're only 6-7 and seven on the road, ATS, and 6-4 six, and six and four straight up. And against the spread in their last 10, they're coming off two back-to-back -back blowout wins at home against the Houston Rockets. Denver has won four in a row and covered uh, all four since their last loss against Detroit when they were extremely shorthanded. Uh, they lost that game by two when they were 11.5-point favorites. This starts a two-game road trip for them. They play in New Orleans on Sunday. 
looking at this Atlanta team, they're 12 and 10 on the season, seven and four at home, but just five and six against the spread at home and nine and 13 against the, the spread overall. Last 10, they've kind of struggled. They've gone just four and six straight up and three and seven against the spread. This will be their fourth uh, their fourth game in six nights as well, and their first game back home since completing a two-game road trip. Uh, Atlanta hosts OKC on Monday before going back on the road again. So really funky spot for them, man. Looking at this game, I want to play the Nuggets. So if I want to play the Nuggets, I want to play them early. Um, I, I don't trust Denver late. So what I'm looking at is Denver first quarter, Denver first half spread. So a couple things to note. One thing I looked at was teams coming back home off a two-game road trip. Atlanta, The Atlanta Hawks specifically. Offense looks stagnant, and specifically it's early, right? They're one of the worst first-quarter teams so far uh, at scoring in this spot. They're averaging just 23.5 points in the first quarter when they're coming off a two-game road trip. Of course, this is a small sample size. It's only two games, but I've been watching those games, right? They're in, in that same spot where they're only getting 23 and a half points. They're also allowing 29 points. We know that they don't have the, the deepest bench. So when you start subtracting guys like John Collins and you see DeAndre Hunter out, uh, they got to play Clint Capella. You know, good, uh, if Clint Capella doesn't play, good luck to this team. I, I, I think Denver actually covers the full game in that spot as well. Denver just doesn't play as well defensively, specifically in the second half, right? So the two teams that the Atlanta Hawks were coming off a two-game road trip back home for their first game happened to be the Pelicans and the Celtics. We know what the Celtics offense does. The Pelicans can score at times as well. But when you look at this, you look at this Nuggets team, they're well-rested. Uh, they've won their last two games in pretty easy fashion, two blowout wins against the Rockets coming at home. So, you know, not a lot of, you know, exertion of the body in that regard. And they come in averaging 33 uh, first quarter points on the season. On the road, they're averaging 32 uh, first quarter points and allowing just 27 and a half in the first quarter. Denver's also the second best ATS team in the first quarter on the season. They, they're 14 and seven um, behind only the Memphis Grizzlies, which is another spot I'm looking at later uh, against the uh, Philadelphia 76ers. The final point. So Denver. They've been the best away first quarter uh, team on the season. I talked about them being 14 and seven overall. When you look at them specifically in the first quarter in away spots, they're 10 and three. 10 and three against the spread in four away games this season uh, versus the Eastern Conference specifically. The Nuggets are averaging 31 points and allowing just 27 points in that, in that spot. Uh, nice four point uh, margin. I'm pretty sure the first quarter going to be one and a half. Uh, you know, maybe even one. So I'm taking Denver uh, first quarter. The spread, I haven't seen the spread come out yet, but I am going to be playing that. You, We can mark that down as official. Denver first quarter minus the one, minus the one and a half is what I'm thinking. Uh, also, another line I'm looking for, haven't seen the number on this yet. Even with the injuries, I still like Trey Young assists. He's coming off 14 uh, assists in his last game against Orlando in the spot that we got right. Now he's back home where he averages more assists than he does on the road. Denver also allows the fourth most assist to point guards on the season. Recent stats won't show that because they were just playing against the Houston Rockets twice, who don't have a, you know, a primary ball handler. It kind of fluctuates between Jalen Green and Kevin Porter Jr. So I will be looking at Trey Young assists in this one. Even with them being shorthanded, I think it's a number he could get. And I, I don't I don't trust Denver's defense, even with a, a shorthanded uh, Atlanta team at home. I think Atlanta's still going to come with something. So I will be looking to play, like I said, Denver first quarter. Denver first half, more so probably just the first quarter uh, being my favorite play in that one. 
Uh, let's see, let's see. We have 15 minutes, so let me see what y'all want in the chat, and I'm gonna get back into it. Uh, let's see. Do you ever take unders on props? Yeah, silly, silly boy stunts. Uh, we actually just hit. I just hit on um, when, it was Wiggins. Wiggins under five and a half rebounds against uh, against the Dallas Mavericks on Tuesday. Uh, he had one rebound. So yeah, absolutely. I'm looking to take whatever t- sends me to the to the pay window and comes back green, silly boy. So yeah, I'm. I'm always looking. I'm looking for any any prop that I can take that's gonna win, man. Uh, all right, so let me let's get to uh, so Lakers and the Bucks. Uh, I actually think the Lakers can cover this spread. You call it a homer pick if you want to. I know the spread opened up at seven and a half, and I think it got bigger. I don't want to really talk about too much about this game. I'll have more about it uh, this evening. The spread's up to eight total at two twenty eight and a half. Call me crazy, man. I think the Lakers could cover this spread, man. I think it's a big test game for them. Um, but I, like I said, I don't really want to touch on this game too much. Heat and the Celtics. I know a lot of, lot of, you know, sh- uh, a lot of money's probably going to come in on the Celtics because they continue to not just uh, win games but win by margin. Um, I'm not fading the Celtics, but I did see the video. I don't know if you guys saw the video. Of Jimmy Butler. He was on the plane or the jet, and he said, "You know, Boston, I'm coming." Uh, you know, pretty much saying like, "Yo, I'm, I'm, I'm playing in this game." He's listed as questionable. Tyler Hero is listed as probable. I think he's going to be in. Um, and, you know, you get the quick revenge angle. The Heat also kept that game close in the last game. I don't know if people were watching. Celtics just make a lot of shots. And for me, it's difficult to see them. Like, I could see that kind of happening again. On the contrary, though, the Heat have played the Celtics probably better than any other team in Boston. So I think that's something to note as well. Uh, you listen to the game. I'm listening to the game the other day, and Brian Scalabrini uh, who used to play for the Celtics, he does the commentary now, he says, you know, some reason the Heat always seem to play as well. So uh, I know a lot of people just going to run to the Celtics, take their team total overs. I'm off that game because I think the Heat could keep this one close, but I'm also not looking to fade the Celtics. So uh, I'm off of that game. Looking at this Raptors in this Nets game, I do feel like, the so this one actually opened at two and a half, opened at three, I think it's down to two and a half. Uh, opened at three and a half in favor of, of Brooklyn. I think when I saw it, it was three. Uh, it's come down to two, two and a half. I, for Brooklyn, this is, uh, I want to say, the, it's the fourth game of a seven-game homestand. Uh, they are seven and four at home, four and six, four, six and one ATS at home. Um, the Raptors coming up that abysmal loss uh, against the shorthanded New Orleans Pelicans in a game that I was on the wrong side of the other day. This is the first end of a road, road back to back. I talked about it earlier. They host Orlando Magic tomorrow. Um, for me, this is a game where you have to be looking at the Raptors, man. You have to be looking at the Raptors. I know that they didn't play well in the last game. Um, injury wise, you see Ben Simmons not out. Um, uh, oh, Watanabe is still out as well. I think TJ Warren could make his debut, maybe throw off the chemistry just a tad bit. And on the opposite side, I think it's only Otto Porter Jr. and Preston Sachua who's out. So, you know, they have the band kind of back together, man. I expect Toronto to be able to bounce back in a spot like that. You know, I'd look towards the under in a game like this as well. Toronto allowed 126 points to Zion and pretty much that second unit, man. They had Herb Jones out there and Dyson Daniels out there getting buckets. Uh, Shout out to Trey Murphy. He had another 20-piece. But I, I really thought the Raptors would come with something and they didn't. I think that uh, I think I give the advantage to them, especially in a bounce back spot. 
Uh, they are only one in five ATS last six road games, five and one ATS in their last six meetings against Brooklyn specifically, though, and two and zero oh against the spread after an ATS loss this season when they have Pascal Siakam in the game. So uh, I think Siakam plays big tonight. I think Fred Van Fleet bounces back. He had an abysmal game where he was thrown out at the beginning of the second half uh, after picking up a tech. You look at this Brooklyn team, they've been able to back, they haven't been able to back up success with success. They're just 0 3 and 1 ATS in their last four games following a straight up win. Four and seven ATS after a win this season as well. So um head to head, this is a revenge game for Toronto. Brooklyn uh beat them earlier this season in Brooklyn. Brooklyn's also 3 0 ATS in their last four games. Uh with the four point when they were laying four points, they 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 won by four points, laying two and a half. Uh, an, another four point win when they were laying two and a half and a one point uh, win as seven point dogs in Toronto. So heavy, heavy lean to the Toronto Raptors in this one plus the two and a half. I think it's a winnable game for them. I'm looking for them to bounce back uh, against a Brooklyn team that's pretty hot right now, but also really hasn't haven't played against, uh, you know, real good defensive teams. They have wins against, uh, you know, the Washington Wizards recently. And uh, they beat a, beat up the Indiana Pacers, who you know we know we know their defense is kind of subpar as well. So twenty one minutes in the books. Uh, I really want to get to the seventy sixes and Grizzlies game, and I want to get to this Bulls and Warriors game too. I might just power through. Let me see if I can get through uh, this seventy sixes and Grizzlies game. Let me see what y'all see in the comment section real quick. Uh, J Money is on Miami plus the eight. Yeah, I could see it. I could see. I could see the plus the eight for Miami uh pascal back let's run it up yeah hopefully he can pass it wasn't pascal wasn't the wasn't the problem right pascal actually played well he didn't hit his assistant rebound prop like we took over the 13 and a half the other day but that was more so because they couldn't make shots Toronto turned the ball over and give you know give give uh new orleans credit like zion played really really good uh og ananobi didn't have the greatest game but i mean then again you guarding zion this dude is like two times your size right it's really hard to slow down somebody that big i think um you know i don't know if nick nurse thought you know they they didn't need to you know double zion or they didn't need to you know scheme them differently i can guarantee you when they play again toronto will be ready for that game though i see cj said toronto is his pick of the day i like toronto i like toronto a lot um and i like pascal to have another big game today as well um all right so real quick before i get out of here let's go to uh let's go to the 76ers and the grizzlies game so I got some notes I want to share with you guys in this one. See if I can get this banner up for you guys before I get up out of here. So we didn't have a total yesterday. Well, I didn't have a total when I capped this game yesterday. Totals at 219. It's come down from 219 to 218 and a half. I still see some 219s on the board. The money has come in on the Memphis Grizzlies in this one. The line opened at five. is up to five and a half now. You guys see five on the screen. It's at five and a half now. Pretty much everywhere that I'm looking at. Sixers, 12 and 10 straight up on the season, five and five on the road, five and five on the road ATS as well. Seven and three last 10 straight up though, and eight and two ATS in their last 10. They play again uh, in Houston on Monday. So this starts, uh, you know, a little uh, a road trip for them. They also played in Cleveland. So a three game road trip for them. Memphis, on the other hand, this is the spot where you actually want to back Memphis. They're 12 and nine straight up and seven and two. Uh, straight up at home they're just eight and 13 ats on the season but they are six and three ats at home they play detroit on sunday so no real look ahead spot for them head to head you go back and look at this this series from last year philly won 
in overtime during their last matchup last season. That game went to overtime. They won by three, 122 to 119 in overtime. I'm pretty sure Tyrese uh, Maxey had a really, really big game. I can't remember it specifically, but I want to say Maxey went off in that game. Memphis has won the last three meetings in Memphis and covered all three, dating all the way back to 2018. Tobias Harris is also listed as questionable. We know James Harden and Maxey are still out in this game. Uh, nothing really of significance on the injury report for the Memphis Grizzlies. The 76ers are 4-0 ATS in their last four following an ATS loss. However, Memphis, they are 5-1 and one against the spread after a previous ATS loss this season uh, when their next game is at home. They're also 27-9 and nine against the spread in their last 36 home games and 5-2 and two against the spread in their last seven following an ATS loss. If you look if you look back to last season, the Grizzlies 16 and six against the spread dating back to last season uh, with that same trend. So, you know, coming off of ATS loss in there at home, they're 16 and six against the spread. Another thing I thought was extremely interesting is for some reason, I know I pay attention to it. The Grizzlies always seem to get, at least in my estimation, they always seem to get Friday home games and they always seem to turn up, right? Memphis turns up on Friday. So that was one of the things that I looked at. So for what it's worth, dating back to last year, Memphis is 8-2-1. and one. That's 80% coming off an of ATS loss when their next game is on a Friday and they're at home. And that's happened five times this season. They're 4-0-1. So 100% hit rate so far this season in a five-game sample size uh, with them coming off an of ATS loss and them actually playing on Friday. So I think you look to Memphis early in this one. We know Philly typically plays a lot better basketball in the second half. Uh, they can come out a little stagnant. Also, they've just been playing a lot of, you know, a lot of games recently. So uh, Grizzlies coming off the loss against the Timberwolves. I think it's a perfect bounce back spot for them against the shorthanded 76ers team that I still do expect to play hard. Nothing official for me in this one yet, but I lean, I got a heavy lean towards the Grizzlies. I think they covered a five and a half and I'd be looking towards them early in this game as well. Uh, 76ers 0-4 ATS last four in Memphis as well. So that's what I got for you guys, man. Long, long show today. 26 minutes in the books. Uh, definitely got some notes on this Bulls and Warriors game. Definitely want to touch on the Pacers in the Jazz game. The Rockets and the Suns, eh. You know, Chris Paul had that, that news come out. Not that he was coming out, coming back today anyway. But, you know, some some stuff is, uh you know, said on the internet about, about Chris Paul overnight. Let's just put it like that. Um, and uh, what other game did I touch on? Um, Pelicans and the Spurs, eh. Nah, not really. Uh, so yeah, I'll have a lot more, man. Tap back in with me at 5:15 Eastern time as always. Uh, if you guys are watching, man, hit the hit the like button for me. Subscribe to the videos if you guys are watching on YouTube and Twitter. Um, and then last but not least, man, down if you guys the ones that really really rock with me, download the podcast, all podcast networks. Especially if you guys jumped in here late, don't want to see my face, and you kind of just want to listen. On Monday, Wednesday, and Fridays, these episodes are available via podcast. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, just search Cashed It With Chris, search Crispy Capping, it'll pop straight up. Leave me a review as well, man. Best of luck to you guys and everything that you guys bet today. 515, we back. NBA Crispy Capping Show, man. I'm out.